0: Well, one more day, just one more sleep and free agent window officially opens. I know I can tell your excitement right now. And and while I'm wear, very aware that this year's free agent class and and it's it's not super exciting. Like, I get it. It doesn't offer up a ton of excitement. However, let me put this out there for you. Maybe it's not about the unrestricted free agents this year. Maybe, 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 just maybe it's about the year of the restricted free agent or the year of the extension eligible players. Maybe those are the ones that are going to make headlines. Can I interest you in a William Nylander or an Elias Lindholm or in a Noah Hannafin, or we can go down the list of players that are extension eligible on July 1st and maybe we'll see some action across the board. There are plenty of players, players who fall into that category, as I mentioned, and you know, could we could we see players sign these extensions? Could we see them move to new addresses with a sign and trade? Could we see them just do nothing? And that's part of the excitement here is to see where teams end up finding themselves. Maybe we get the excitement of an offer sheet. The dreaded offer sheet that nobody wants to sign. But those are fun. We like fun. Look at my shirt. If you're watching on TV, we like fun. I can already hear people start to get giddy over the idea of all these potential moves, all of which are possible and everything is on the table here. And now I know that we have complained a lot about the salary cap. I get it. It it makes things a lot more difficult and it it, it seemingly has made some things about the trade deadline, about free agency, all of that, maybe even the draft in some cases, a little bit less fun. But I present you this situation. Maybe the salary cap, what it's done, is allowed GMs to think outside the box a little bit and get creative and and make them make moves that they never thought that they would make four or five years ago. See the sign and trade. Tom Fitzgerald... He's already done one. Damon Severson, sign and trade. Kevin Shea, shovel day off. Just did it with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Sends him to LA, sign and trade, get a nice package in return. What about the three-team deal that we've seen? Or teams eating salary? Or all of that? So for as much as we want to poo-poo the salary cap, We should maybe look at it in a more positive light. And I know that's really, really difficult, especially for people who are fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs who could spend money out the wazoo and not even think twice about it, but they can't do that anymore. They're not the only team. There's plenty. But the salary cap has made general managers creative. So we should maybe celebrate it in some weird roundabout way that this is actually good for the sport. Like, do we, do you remember last year at the trade deadline when all we talked about was nothing's going to happen? Well, why, why is nothing going to happen? Well, because there's no room. Everybody's up against the cap. And what ended up happening was, again, GMs got creative and they had to make a ton of moves. And it worked. So I think we're kind of in that same boat here. Like, All those trades at trade deadline, I feel like that's just the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to see over the coming days. Like, we already have news coming in about buyouts, and there's plenty of those, as it were. Kyler Yamamoto, Elliot Freeman just tweeted, and we will talk to Elliot in a second. Bought out by the Detroit Red Wings. Blake Wheeler bought out, and Mike Riley uh, from the Bruins on waivers for the purposes of a buyout. So, it's already getting busy. I can't wait for the rest of today and into tomorrow because this is the time when most teams believe they have a chance. New players bring new hope, and with hope comes optimism and the belief that one day, just one day, your team could hoist Lord Stanley's mug. Matt Marchese in for Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman on the other side. Let's get the show started.
1: This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
0: We have a super busy show today. Elliot Freeman will join us in just a second. Jason Bukula from Sportsnet will join us as well. Recapping the draft, what we saw, winners, losers, all of that. Uh, The regular host of this program, Jeff Merrick, will also join the show. Uh, Kind of some big news in the women's hockey game. The PHF bought by the Billie Jean King Enterprises and the Mark Walter Group. And we will see not a traditional merger, but sort of a merger between the PHF and the PWHPA. Uh, That's at the top of the next hour. And then we'll be joined by Eric Francis. Talk about what's going on in Calgary, what's gone on and what's going to happen next. And George Richards from Florida Hockey Now will join us at the bottom of the next hour talking about the Stanley Cup finalists and what's on the horizon for them. Could they be Eric Carlson, big game hunting? We shall see. Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada and 32 Thoughts joins me. Oh, oh, Elliot's not on the line yet. Okay, that's fine. Well, Elliot was, you know why he's not on the line? Because he's too busy breaking news. As I mentioned, Kyler Yamamoto, who was dealt yesterday by the Edmonton Oilers to the Detroit Red Wings, he is being bought out. Part of me is a little bit surprised at that. So clearly what we were looking at was the Red Wings were more interested in Clem Costin to take on Kyler Yamamoto, which I said yesterday. I wonder if they have a thought that they can and will be able to resign him. Uh, here's another, another big one. And I had a conversation with Robbie Stanley earlier this week from Nashville about the idea of moving Matt Duchesne. How about Matt Duchesne being bought out? Can't say that I saw that one coming. So I have a feeling that Elliot's phone is going to be buzzing a lot during this interview. Uh, Mike Riley on waivers for the purposes of a buyout as well. Uh, We already got word that Blake Wheeler will be or has been bought out by the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, and as Elliot said, Jesper Faust will return to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, How's the phone today? Freach, that was a whirlwind last three or four minutes for you.
1: Yeah, but you expect it because it's waivers, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know it's coming, so I don't think it's a huge surprise to uh, anybody.
0: Okay, let's start Let's start there before we get into other things. Um, biggest surprise, maybe Matt Duchesne being bought out here because I, I really wondered about them maybe moving him and eating some of the salary, but then they lock up all three of their um, slots to, to take on salary. Uh, are you a little bit surprised at this one?
1: Yes, I mean... I'd heard that they were trying to move them, like you did, uh, like you just mentioned, but I didn't realize that a buyout was a consideration. So I would say that that is absolutely a big surprise, and it, it caught me there. I, wasn't, I would, certainly was not expecting that.
0: Um- with the other guy, like, here, here's the one thing. When I look at some of the guys being bought out, I look at Blake Wheeler, I look at Matt Duchesne, I look at Kyler Yamamoto. They're still good players in their own rights. Yamamoto is coming off of a tough year, so is Duchesne. But team, I feel like the interest in these guys, just because they're going to likely be able to get them on the cheap, is... is going to be very intriguing starting tomorrow like how much interest do you think there are going to be in these guys on you know a one or two year deal that's fairly cheap considering they just got bought out
1: oh I think there's going to be interest I don't think there's any doubt about that um uh you know look I I think that a lot of these guys like Ekman Larson too like I've heard there's been uh, a lot of talking about his situation so uh, I think now like I think people knew that because the money was tight, um, you know, that there were going to be some guys available that people weren't expecting to be available. And we've already seen that in a few different cases. It's been, you know, like there weren't as many trades as we hoped or wanted, but I think we knew about the possibility that there was some wild stuff that could happen. And here's where we are.
0: There's one name that's not on this list and it didn't sound like they were going to buy him out. And to me, it's a name of intrigue in that I'm surprised that they didn't do it. And that's Matt Murray with the Maple Leafs. Now, there, it, you, you're you smarter than I and, and there's talk about um, there is a chance for a second buyout window later in the summer. How exactly does that work? And do you think that that's just part of the process here with Murray? Or do they believe that they can move him?
1: Well, I think first of all, I don't think the Maple Leafs want to waste any cap money, especially, you know, this year. So you always want a situation where if you can avoid using a buyout, you do. Um, uh, that's, so that's number one. Number two is that, you know, the, the goalie market is going to be volatile. And I think you also uh, want to make sure that you understand the the whole scope of the way this is going to work before you do anything. Number three, they don't have Samsonov signed yet, and until they have Samsonov signed, like I think we all agree now after last year that Wall is going to play, and he's a, he's a talented guy, and you know he is going to be an NHL goaltender, and I think a very good one, but he's still you know a relatively unknown commodity. Um, he's not, you know, he's only played a few games. Um, he doesn't have a long runway. So I just don't know if they want to turn uh, everything over to him. So I think that's all part of the process, right? You just sort of feel your way through it. You see what you've got, and you don't want to leave yourself shorthanded in any way, shape, or form. So I think that's what Toronto's looking at here. When it comes to the second buyout window, the way that works is if you have an arbitration case, you have the possibility of, um, another buyout, and so I think that's what we're talking about here. If you want to use it, I mean you don't have to, but if you want to use it, uh, you can. You have the option of uh, of using another uh, buyout. I'm
0: trying to figure out who that is on this roster here. Who that? I have to see. I have to see who gets Oh it would be qualified. it would be Samson it would be Samsonov, I think, no? Yeah, Samsonov. So would that, be, may, okay, would so be that one makes okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we we have some clarity on that situation. Um just uh I guess the the next part of this is okay, so the buyouts we we know who's getting bought out. There's clearly gonna yeah. be interest among these players. Um, do we see maybe some traction in Some last second deals to try and, you know, position yourself a certain way under the cap. I know you can go, I think it's what, $10 million over the cap. In the summer, yes. but
1: but there's also no LTI in the summer. Like it right. all counts, right? Right.
0: So yeah. so all of that. Like I look at a team like Chicago. So they they bring in Josh Bailey yesterday. They're buying him out. Um, yeah. I feel like Chicago is going to be a player here in one way or another. Obviously, they just signed Corey Perry. Uh, good for him for getting a, a nice a nice bag there. Yeah. I got um, no problem with that. So. Do you anticipate a lot of movement today as teams try and position themselves for tomorrow and maybe not even tomorrow for the purposes of signing free agents, but maybe trading for extension eligible guys. Maybe there's some sign in trades, all of that stuff. I feel like is on the table this year.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably true. I don't see why that, that wouldn't be the case. Um, Look, I, I think these, I, I think you're always, I think it just comes down to what value you think you can get, right? Like, teams, like the cap is tight. There's not a fl- lot of flexibility out there. Um, teams are looking for good value. So the question becomes, how do you find it? Like, like I think with guys like Ekman Larson and Duchenne and Yamamoto and everything, I think it all just comes down to how hot the market is for them. Um, you know, do any of these players, like, you know, the, the more teams that want you, the more you're going to have the better offers you're going to get. And also there's no question that some of them are going to pick by fit. They're going to be interested in some situations and not others. And when you have a whole bunch of teams calling you, you have a better opportunity to make that decision. So that's, I I think now these names are out there. Everybody knows who's getting bought out by five o'clock tonight. We're going to know who isn't getting qualified. And so you get into a situation where you start to see, okay, here's what's out there for all these players.
0: Speaking of uh, the qualifiers, okay, we know you, you reported, actually you did it on the air here, that Max Comtois is, is not going to be uh, tendered and then he will become a free agent. Are there any other guys that may surprise? Like, I remember the Dylan Strom one was a bit of a surprise and he ends up going to Washington and then he signs a nice little extension for himself. Could there be any other ones that maybe? teams aren't super sold on and that it's just time to move on there?
1: Well, Blackwood was one, but yep. he got traded. Uh, actually, I a list of this earlier. Let's see who I've got on my list. Uh, 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 uh. I was thinking Guriano from Montreal, mm-hmm. Tyson Joes from Buffalo. I yep. don't know what's going on here. And the other one we were kind of talking about was Ethan Bear. That's been kind of back and forth, so I'm curious to see where that one's going to go. Okay. I need you to pause me for a sec. I'm about to get into an elevator.
0: Okay. Elliot is on pause right now. I don't know how we uh, on pause, but can I go on pause? Lance just muted my mic. He did it. That is so, that's so mean Lance. I know you've been wanting to do that for a while. He's having a nice little chuckle behind the glass there. Um, As Elliot mentioned, like there's a lot of, A lot of moving parts here. Look at the buyouts. Look at the guys who might not be tendered uh, RFA contracts and they will become unrestricted free agents. We've talked about it on the show this week. The player pool, and Chuck Fletcher mentioned this, I think, yesterday, actually. The player pool right now is a lot. Like, there are a lot of guys out there that are available. And and some teams don't even want to make guys available, but sometimes they have no choice. Because of their cap situation, because of, you know, the potential returns that they could get for these guys and just weighing, you know, keeping that guy on your roster or keeping him and seeing what he provides for you on the ice. Look, that's Cal. That's what Calgary is doing right now. They need to weigh out, you know, what the return is for some of these guys and not letting them go for nothing. Uh, free just back. How was your elevator ride? Was it, was it nice and smooth?
1: It was, uh, I'm here. Am I not? You're, you're, oh, you're I here. You're here. You're I'm here. in a good. I'm in a good position.
0: Well, you're there. Actually, you're there. So let me Thank start you. with that before we go any further. Um, it seemed like a lot of fun in Nashville this week. How would you? How would you rate awards and draft week in Nashville and comparatively to other places that you've uh, that you've done those stops?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I love it here. I, I really like Nashville. This is a, a great, great city. Uh, uh, <coughs> I think we all had a great time. Some of us probably had too good a time, <laughs> but, the uh, we had a great time. Bill Guerin's like thanking Tootsies uh, every, every time he can, you know what? It was uh, it was really fun. Like uh, I-, I like this. I-, I would like to see it stay like this in terms of you go from uh, you-, you go from awards to draft in the same city. And then you go to, Uh, right to free agency. I think if it was like this all the time, I think I would be very happy. But, you know, we'll see. I think it's... um, uh, Like, this is a great city. People like coming here. It's a lot of fun. Like, we were having a debate, actually. Would you prefer Vegas or would you prefer Nashville? And there were a lot of people who picked Nashville.
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I I was talking to Robbie Stanley earlier this week, and I I said it's almost as if Nashville... It has become kind of the forgotten city among hockey fans and, you know, the travel destination when your team is on the road because of Vegas. And it's funny because I feel like with this week, like, listen, I'm jealous that you guys were there. I wish that I was there. I know you don't wish I was there, but I wish I was there. So it's funny because I see all the fun people are having. I think people are recognizing that. And this almost kind of put Nashville back on the map a little bit.
1: I, I, I think you're, I, like, I think if you've forgotten how much fun this place is like I don't know you got the memory of a cat like, like I, I would just say that you probably haven't spent a lot of time here like everybody everybody who knows Nashville or has been here before knows how much fun it is.
0: I I need to have it on the uh, on the bucket list here. Uh, Elliot Friedman, yeah, I know I've been to Vegas and Vegas was great, so I'm certainly not going to complain about that spot. Um, okay, yesterday you also tweeted out uh, Tyler Bertuzzi will test free agency tomorrow. Are you a little bit surprised in that? Because we know Boston was trying to make moves because, you know, they wanted to make Tyler Bertuzzi a priority this offseason. Is there a chance that you think he still returns to Boston? Or do you think that he may have priced himself out of Boston with their current situation?
1: Well, I I just think that from – I think Bertuzzi is is his right. He's looking for a term. And I'm just not sure that Boston was able to – like. I don't know if the money was the problem or the term was more of the issue. And uh, I think that's kind of been uh, uh, some of the situation that happened with him in Detroit. It may have happened with him again in Boston. But, look, I think Boston's in a really tough spot. And uh, the other thing I think is I think Bertuzzi will have a lot of suitors uh, once he gets to the market. Like, you know, Barbashev... How you doing? Good, thank you. I think Barbashev uh, signing in Vegas was the best thing that could have happened for Bertuzzi because it took another similar player uh, off the board. And uh, I just think that that's that's huge for him. I I think there'll be a lot of interest in him. I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto was one of the teams that takes a long look at him. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh,
0: Would you put Pittsburgh on that list as well? Um, yeah, I think everybody will ask, absolutely.
1: I mean, look, he's the kind of player you need. Everybody's looking for that now. Uh, strong guy who can win battles and is a skilled player. Um, you know, I I wouldn't surprise me at all if Pittsburgh was there. I mean, who isn't going to be interested? It's just a matter of A, where he wants to go, and B, who can make the deal? What, what but you- I'll say this, yeah. one of the things about him is that apparently he wants to turn. So it would be a surprise to me watching this sign for one year now. I look like an <laughs> idiot, but I've heard he really wants term. Uh,
0: do you? I, with that all being said, do you think he is the number one free agent on the board right now? Kim or Orlov, I
1: think would be that guy.
0: Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you kind of a, 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 kind of a big picture thing here. So I, I said in my open, like the salary cap has. You know, a lot of people complain about the salary cap and I, and I get it. It does hinder GMs from doing a lot of things, but I think the positive impact of the salary cap is that it's made GMs really, really creative. Like how many times did we used to see three team deals or sign and trades or any of that kind of stuff, even guy, even just the quality of players that are being moved because teams just can't fit them. Is there is that a positive way to look at the cap is just to say, look at how much better GMs have gotten and, and how much, I would argue, how much more exciting things have gotten around, you know, trade deadline was super busy and this week has been busy and I anticipate it's going to get busier. Is is that the positive way to look at the salary cap from a player movement perspective?
1: Well, I, I, I think that... Uh... Uh I, I think that I, I think it's forced you to be more creative. Like that's one of the things. If you're not creative now, you can't get things done. Um I, I don't think there's like I don't think there's anything positive about the fact the cap hasn't gone up. Like I understand it. Um, you know, the players in the league had to make a deal a couple of years ago and the league presented a proposal where the players would pay the pay the debt back faster, but it meant higher escrow and the players are sick of escrow and they didn't want it. So this is where it is, and I think one of the things Betten said was, you'll, you'll you'll pay the, you know, you'll you'll get more of your salary, but the cap won't go up. And the players were like, we want this, and that's their right. You negotiate, you negotiate for what you want, and as a result, the cap hasn't gone up. I don't think it's good. Like I think when you have a first night of the draft where it's so quiet and nothing big happens, I don't think it's good for fan interest. But that's the reality we live in, and that's the way we are. And, uh, it's forced you to be more, um, I-, I think it's forced you to be more creative. If you want to get things done, you have to do it this way.
0: The, uh, uh, wanted to focus a little bit on the Oilers here yesterday, as we know, they made the move Yamamoto and cost into, to Detroit for nothing. And we understand why they needed to move some salary, um, they still have a, an Evan Bouchard extension to get done. I, I spoke to to Mark Spector yesterday and, and he talked about, you know, they don't, the idea is not to sign Evan Bouchard to an eight times eight at this point, but that number kept going up as he got better throughout the season and then into the playoffs. Do you think the Evan Bouchard extension or looming extension is keeping them from maybe going big game hunting where they would actually like to at this point. They still need to round out the roster with forwards. I think they only have eight or nine under contract right now. So there is some movement to be done. Do you expect a lot out of Edmonton?
1: Well, I think for one thing, I think they're going to, they're going to, well, they'll resign Ryan McLeod, right? I don't know what that's going to look like, but they're going to re-sign him. Um, I think they're going to take a good run at Connor Brown, and I think Connor Brown has some interest in them. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. That gets you to, what, 10? And then we'll see what else you've got there. Um, You know, Bouchard is obviously very important for them. And and as Ken Holland said yesterday, they're going to do a bridge. So, you know, we'll see. I I think that um, Bouchard is a huge priority and and McLeod will get done and we'll see if Connor Brown ends up there.
0: Uh, another another Canadian team, uh, we mentioned the Leafs earlier with Matt Murray, but uh, you and I spoke earlier this week about them trying to get a deal done with Luke Shen before tomorrow, uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari as well on that list. We know they got the David Camp deal done. Um, do you anticipate that anything gets done with those guys with Toronto, or do you expect all three to go to market tomorrow?
1: I don't want to make an absolute firm prediction. I think there's so much that changes at this point in time, I think there's a lot of interest in O'Reilly. I think there's a lot of interest in Shen. I definitely believe in Shen's case that the number has gotten higher than the lease would like. Um, I look, I think, I think people really like Shen, and uh, so um, I don't think the lease had a problem with term. I don't think the lease had a problem with no trade protection. I do think they've had an issue trying to get the salary to where they wanted to. So. That's the problem there. When it comes to O'Reilly, um, I think there's just a lot of interest in him, and right? I think he's going to get some term. So as a result, uh, you know, I think I, I think a lot of, I, like as Tree Living said yesterday, it's gotten too rich. So I don't know. I, I think Shen would like to come back, but you know, if he if someone's really outbidding them, I can't blame him. Uh, O'Reilly, it's more difficult to read, but he's got a lot out there. Like I still think. I said a couple of weeks ago that I think Vancouver would love to get their mitts on O'Reilly, and I, you know, we'll see. And then the last one, who is it you asked me?
0: Uh, Achari.
1: Achari, I think, is going to be really tough for them to keep again. Too, I know they want to. Like, you know, like, look, we've been on all week together, Marchese. and I think the least, uh, I think the least, want to beef up. I, I've mentioned Reeves. Nobody's telling me I'm wrong about that if he gets free agency and Achari fits with exactly what they want to do. But I think Achari, again, is a guy that there's a lot of interest in him out there. I mean, the one thing right now is there's not a lot of money in the system. You know, Jesper Frost, he's going back to Carolina. There's not a lot of money in the system, and he's a good player. So I think a lot of these players are going to have a choice about fit as much as they want with money or contracts.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. You talk about not a lot of money in the system. Could we see a lot more guys on one-year deals with the cap opening up next year? Because that that's something I know a lot of players don't want to do. I understand that. But if they're trying to maximize their money, then that may be in their best interest. I mean, you're betting on yourself. I understand that. But if there's no money in the system, that may be the only way to, to kind of get what you're looking for.
1: Uh, yeah, yes, and I do think that'll happen. Like, I had some people who told me that's going to happen with Colorado, for example. That there will be players who call them and say, one year, let's play here. Like, look, like, they've got, they've got a bunch of centers, some talented players. There's a land of hole there. Um, you know, they're going to score. So, yes, I do think in particular a place like Colorado, you're going to see that.
0: Um, before we let you run here austin matthews there is we know about the there's been talks about an extension i you know i think you and i are on the same page that we don't think it's going to be a long one I, I feel like three years is probably the number uh, i can't and i and i apologize to whoever wrote this article in the athletic about it but austin matthews has an opportunity here to maybe kind of set the bar And, you know, we talk a lot in hockey about, you know, doing what's best for the team and, you know, don't be selfish. And all that, all those things that we were taught in this hockey world growing up, Austin Matthews has a chance to kind of really set the bar here. Um, I mean, I don't think he's going to get $15 million a year. I don't think that that's the case. But do you think he's really going to push this one because, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats and Austin Matthews, you know, getting a a big number on a three-year deal Maybe something that's best for the players' association, something that they would want as well. Do you anticipate that he's really going to push Toronto here for a big number?
1: Yes, like I've, kind of, like I don't know how many times I've said it. I think he's going to be the highest-paid player in terms of AAV in the NHL. But I is that just a
0: hundred like, grand more than Nathan McKinnon? Or are we talking a million dollars more than Nathan McKinnon? Because those I, are two different things, right?
1: I I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a hundred grand. I don't know. If it's going to be a million, but I don't think it's going to be a hundred grand. I think it'll be a bigger number. And the other thing, too, is, and this is I was talking about one, one of the agents about this yesterday, is that a lot of the agents look at deals as percentage of the cap, okay? So let's just say, you know, one of the things that's happened is because of COVID, the cap hasn't gone anywhere. I, I think it'll be interesting. Matthews, even if he signs an extension, and he will, I think it'll be done before the season. He will sign it, uh, I don't know, 16% of the cap. By the time it starts, it'll probably be down to 15 and eventually down to 14. So the number will be big. But, you know, what the agent said to me is, or and a couple of them did this, is always watch about not the number, but the percentage of the cap. And as the cap starts to grow, that percentage will drop. And he said that that's how it's going to be. That's how the lease are going to see it. And that's how it's going to be sold to the lease.
0: Um. Well, listen, Elliot. This is uh, this is your last show for the season on the Jeff Merrick Show. Unfortunately, you couldn't do it with Jeff, but you talked to him enough. Uh, so I wanted yes, to that say, is for sure. <laughs> so I I wanted to say thank you for your contributions to this show. Um, thank you for always taking the time out of your day to do this. Uh, safe travels. Have a great summer, and I know your summer will be great because you won't hear from me. So enjoy it.
1: Matt you've just given me the gra- the best Canada Day birthday present <laughs> that anybody can give me. Have a great summer, Marchese.
0: You too, buddy. There he goes. Elliot Friedman, hockey night in Canada, and 32 thoughts.